Hey. I am doing well. He is here, and we have a special episode for you guys today, and that's why we brought him in and we kicked Rob out. He's out. Well, just just for today. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll see. We'll I see. I think it was his work <laughs> schedule. <laughs> we're, we're entertaining, right? We're, or was we're it that we only have three mics? Was it the three mic thing? <laughs> right. Three mic rule? All right. <laughs> well, well, we're no, excited to get Dennis on today, and of course, he is the co-author of the COVID Beast, which will be coming out hopefully very soon. And uh, so we get a chance, you know, to get another doctor on the show to That's right. be talking about all of these subjects. And we have get two big brains in here. Huge egos. <laughs> I mean, brains, egos. Big, big bold heads with That's brains right. in them. Brains. Really good looking, symmetrically bald head. You know, Dr. Uh, Dennis, uh, you know, Rob, he's also has no hair like us. Yes. I think that's a rule. Anybody else that comes on here has to have no hair. I think he compensates, though, with that bigger beard of his. He, 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 I like he just, that. I he's like just that. trying to get, you know, the overall effect to be oh, bigger. Oh, jeez. <laughs> have to grow one of them. <laughs> so Dennis and I have been working together for years, and uh, over the years we've bounced ideas off and on uh, to each other. So he's kind of the one of the people I vet some of my ideas to. And uh, so that's why he's been the co-author of The COVID Beast. And again, why we can't give up, you know, access to our bodies as Christians. So these these are the troubling scenarios that we're all faced. Um, usually we start with a, what do we start with again? A super, supernatural story. That's right. Dennis, well, have you heard anything supernatural or just a weird story? Well, I think this was, this one went out a while ago in the beginning of the pandemic. And... Um, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny put it out. There was a picture of a woman with a mask on. And the caption read, uh, 2,300 years ago, long before Islam, Arabs discovered that forcing people to cover their nose and mouth broke their will and individuality and depersonalized them. It made them submissive. That's why they imposed on every woman the mandatory use of fabric over their face. Hmm. The Islam turned... Then Islam turned into the woman's symbol of submission to Allah. Yep. Mm. So I think that's you know pretty yeah. interesting to thought to go off of. Well, that it's doctor. dehumanizing, isn't it? When we cover, you know, we're covering our faces and we we're asking right each other not to talk and speak. Right. Well, when you think about the image of God, right? You know, you you have to think about somebody's face. And I will tell you this: that I've had multiple military guys in my office telling me. Yeah, this is all psychological warfare to yeah. dehumanize us, you know, and certainly you can see that with Islam. Right? Yes. That's the whole point, yes. you know, that you're subhuman. But yes. notice that some people in their society aren't. <laughs> and that's where you get to see, wow, this is a completely different idea. So Absolutely. So, Doc, first question I'm going to ask you was, you know, I mean, like all of us, we have struggled over the last year. What was probably the first thing you kind of put your finger on that said, hey, maybe this COVID narrative is, you know, suspicious or what, what first thing that probably jumped out at you that maybe maybe this isn't what they're presenting? Well, interesting thoughts that came to mind um, when pondering your question earlier today. I think the first thing was the mask, um, wearing a mask, you know, being in healthcare for 30 years and, and knowing that masks the only thing they do is block you from spitting on someone. That was a concern of mine. And the other thing was is the recommendations they were making. When they, It was the first time in history we ever isolated healthy people. We never quarantined mm. healthy people before, even going back to the 1918 pandemic. So those two things right away stood out for me. You know, the masks are definitely irritating we all how can you miss that you can't have any expression on your face <laughs> right well do do you remember that um during the plague the masks that they wore made the doctors wear that you know because you always see it in movies that long bird mask yes right that the doctors i mean i don't know that people know this but whenever you see that in a movie um that trope um that was actually the mask they made the doctors wear mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. to keep him healthy i guess maybe the beak maybe the the Length, I don't know. Maybe keeping the air. The longer the beak, the better protection. Right. You know what they say, ladies. Social distancing too. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, social distancing. Oh my god. So, what do you think? You know, do you do you think these masks are really helping us? Not at all. Right. Yeah. No. Not at all. I well, number one thing is that the pores on the mask, and they've they've published this all over the place. 
they got the the N95 mask, which is the the uh, the standard of of a good mask that very few people wear, has a pore of 0.3 microns. Well, the the virus itself is 0.12 microns, so it's 200 times smaller or right. than than the um, than the pore. So it's kind of like st- trying to stop a fly with a chain link fence. Exactly. Look at that. Look at Dr. Dennis with the big brains. <laughs> Look at that. He's coming through with the big brains, ladies. Wow. Come on now. I, I, I love it. A, I love it. You mean all that chain link fence in my house? I got to put that down? <laughs> <laughs> I saw some flies out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. What else do you think about the mass as far as, you know, are there any side effects? Do you think they're hurting us? Or? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. First of all, I think putting a mask on a child is child abuse. Yeah. First of all, especially in, you know when you think about this, this um, this virus has really not affected children. Yes. Right. Um, the I think I think the statistic I saw was eighty five percent of the people who died from this pandemic so far are over sixty five years old. Right. right. You know. So I think that is number one. Number two, wearing a mask causes hypoxia. All right. It mm-hmm. blocks uh, you getting fresh oxygen into your uh, into your body causes hypercapnia which is the carbon dioxide buildup behind the mask uh and the other thing is is that the the masks um people tend to fiddle with them they're always moving them yeah they they don't clean them right and then you're breathing in bacteria and in fact the american dental association came out last summer saying they were seeing more cases of periodontitis because of them breathing bacteria from the mask. Yes. Ew. Well, you know, I mean, the whole point is that, you know, your hands could be a pretty big spitter and you just watch kids. They touch it a million times a day. Mm -hmm. And then the idea, again, I don't believe that there was one kid that was four years and younger last year that died of COVID. So now you're talking, I mean, there's there's 0% risk and then there's absolute 0% risk. And yet here they are recommending mass for something that clearly there's no risk for. Well, the study that they based that on Right, the CDC is using a study that's from India, by the way, guys. Yeah, because they are the standard of studies, right? <laughs> and at the time that they took that study from India to use as their recommendation, the CDC, by the way, um, they weren't even using vaccines that were from America. Correct. It's insulting. Yes, insulting. Yes. They've never actually studied this. The NIH has spent zero money to study this for children, mm-hmm. right? The effects of this, or even if it's helpful. Yeah, anything that's helpful, they haven't studied. <laughs> right, yeah, it's, it's true. It, it's so ridiculous. So, wh- are there any studies out there you're aware of that, in particular, seem to to bring out the idea that there's no real benefit to the mass? Well, there have been quite a few that we we bookmark uh, in the book. I remember um, you uh, saying about the British Journal of Medicine. That was a like a survey yes. of a whole bunch of them. Right, and they went back into in that where they they found that uh, the one study which was very interesting, which is a retrospective study, they went back from 2018 to 1946, and it was they were studying the effects of of uh, the mask on the transmission of the flu virus. Okay, and what they found was that in that um, study there there was virtually no benefit at all from wearing a mask. They did say that. Uh, if a sick person wore the mask, um, it could help a little bit, but they found that a healthy person wearing a mask, it was not uh, a benefit at all. Yeah, so you're dealing with basically no studies. I remember that particular one, I think in their first, you know, they segmented all mass studies into two groups. Mm-hmm. And again, their first one had over 31 different studies. Yes. And so you're like, I mean, after 31 studies and there's no... <laughs> you know, scientific evidence that this is helping us, why did the article go on for eight more pages? Because then they started to argue <laughs> for what? Precaution. And I'm right. like, well, precaution says that when I go skiing, there should be something keeping me in the ski lift. <laughs> right? right. And meanwhile, right. 20%, you know, of the ski lifts actually have such a thing, right? And people fall out of them every year. So you're like, we don't do anything based on precaution. Yeah. You know, we don't mandate precaution. We can recommend. Right. That's completely different. These are mandates that, that we're doing. And so you start to look at the whole thing. You know, you can see that mass in general, it's a difficult scenario. There's no real scientific proof that these are helping us. And yet, 
it's being forced upon us. There's no choice involved. No. Freedom has been taken away. Oh, but wait, uh, I heard that if you were a former president and you were having a birthday party of say 600 people, <laughs> and um, right, that you, right, and this is official, right, from, from what I understand, you, and if you have very rich friends, you don't, apparently, COVID doesn't hit you, so you guys no. don't, right? You just have to be right, rich right, enough. Right, you don't have to wear a mask, but if it's Sturgis, right, and you are a dirty biker, Bike, right, right, you are more, and you went to community college, right, because this is what he said, I remember three masks was saying, you dirty oh, community college people, you are more likely to pass that filthy COVID one to each other, you get around each other, community college, we know, you guys can barely read, so you are more likely to pass the COVIDs on to each other, even though last year, nobody died from it, we know, but you are more likely, <laughs> but if you uh, very rich and a former president, potty away. By the way, you under 30 TikTokers, we know you guys don't pass that filthy COVID. But <laughs> if you are from Sturgis and you don't wear a bra and you and you ride a motorcycle, you are probably more likely with your filthy germs to pass it to each other. We know your dirty outside air. We know. And you're like, what? Alex, what? how do you feel about masks? <laughs> Ask me how I feel about little that little Keebler elf I want to kick oh, so bad in his little chocolate chips all over the place. I know. You know, I think the hardest thing that Jesus said that, well, we have to pray for our enemies. I'm not doing such a good job. Lord. <laughs> really I, hard I, I thought time. you said we can strangle our enemies. Yeah, <laughs> a really hard time. All right. So one. did you hear that? We all just prayed for repentance there. <laughs> yes, we need to. Yes. Doc, what else, you know, what was the second alarming thing about the COVID narrative that really, you know, started to stick out to you as, hey, this this is a problem? Well, I, I the biggest thing right now, I think, is these, this push for the vaccine mandates. Um, you know, they've never mandated a vaccine before um, or since 1905. They mandated smallpox. Um, and we can go over that sometime later. But the, the problem here is that they're experimental use um, vaccines. Right. Uh, Why do you say experimental? Well, they're experimental because they're, that's what they were approved for, number one. Right. Exper uh, experimental or emergency use, right? Right. They're experimental. Uh, they've, they've never been used on the mRNA uh, vaccination has never been used on human beings before. And when they've done this in a lab, uh, there wasn't such a great outcome for animals, right? You know, and now we're finding out because you know everything. So we're in the trials. Right? Yeah, we are. We are in the trial. It's supposed to go through October uh, 2023, I, I believe. Um, even though they're trying to push for an FDA approval now, which I don't understand how that could even possibly happen, because. But look at every organization involved in this and how they get pushed around. Oh, absolutely. It seems like the FDA is the only one that hasn't caved here. Yeah. Oh, but that's true. Three I mean, Mask was on yesterday saying like, yeah, if um, if they listen to the recommendations, they will um, eventually. He's like, and I got nothing to do with that. I'm really hoping they do, but I got nothing. He must have said it like 70 times. I got nothing to do with that. But if they listen to the recommendations, they will pass it. And you're like. What do you like? Every time you say that, are you hitting them like a couple? How can we pass that, it? Like, I mean, but we have to look at the science, right, Doctor Fauci? How he, about the science? And we, he's let's like, go I'm back. sorry. How do you spell that word? <laughs> yeah. What what method again? I'm sorry. I'm not familiar with that word. <laughs> the science is stating that the effectiveness of these vaccines is not 95. percent In fact, they they're looking at. Uh, I saw one study last week. I believe it was out of out of Israel that was stating that the, the Moderna vaccine was 40, 47% effective and the Pfizer vaccine is 39% effective. Well, people don't oh know God. that the placebo effect yeah. is 33% effective. Right. So, Which means there could be absolutely no effect. Exactly. Right. Now, we'll get back to that in the end of the show as well but because uh, we're definitely going to kind of end back there. But um, do you? what do you think... You know, you were starting to see a lot of people worry, especially the vaccinated are worrying about the unvaccinated. That always that always made me chuckle my whole 30 year career. Um, so if I'm going to take a vaccine and it's going to create immunity, let's say I take a vaccine to MMR and I'm immune. Then why do I have to worry about an unvaccinated person 
Right. right. Aren't they at more risk? Right. Right. So I'm uh, protected. That's why I took well, this. That's <laughs> right. the whole premise behind vaccination. You have some, you have antibody immunity. The other thing that, that um, and Kevin, you and I know this as being chiropractors, there's two schools of thought to immunity. And one is the, 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 or two schools of thought to infection. One is the germ theory. Right. That medicine follows. But there's the other, the other theory is the terrain theory. And, it, and how the terrain is being infected. And we look, when you look at statistically the people that got infected by this virus, 75% of the people that were in a hospital were obese. Right. Um, 70% of the people that ended up on ventilators were vitamin D deficient. Right. Mm. You had comorbidity. 94% of the people who died from this had more than two comorbidities. More than two. More than two comorbidities. Which means two Obesity, underlying conditions. Insulin resistance, you know. And then we can go back and look at hindsight and look how unhealthy. I mean, what this, what this virus did mm-hmm. was identify how unhealthy we are as a society, mm-hmm. which supports yeah. the terrain theory. Right. If the germ theory was true, we'd be dead. Yeah, because well, that's you know. what they're seeing. A lot of doctors are saying that, first of all, the germ theory and Cox postulate is very it's almost never actually completed or proven. Yeah. And as long as it's unproven, then the germ theory is not a lock. And again, you look at who's Cox postulate. Co- I don't know. Cox, Cox postulate. <laughs> Cox postulate from bi- bi- biology 101. If there is a way to say it wrong, I will. That's clear. <laughs> I'll hold on to that one later. But Koch, uh, his postulate was that you you had to isolate the, the germ. Mm-hmm. You had to grow it in the lab. You had to reinfect a host with it. Mm-hmm. And it had to produce the same symptoms. Okay. Never been followed by medicine in over 100 years. Mm-hmm. It's just ridiculous. Well, and the other theory is that your body has these things in it at all times. Okay, so right. then why all of a sudden does it get control? If this thing is there all the time, then it's really your body that's completely holding it at bay, right? So why does your body stop again holding it at bay? And this is where chiropractic care really focuses on, you know, not treating people when they're sick, but actually helping people to be well. Because when you're well, you don't get sick. And again, it's an alternative approach. And I'm not saying that there's no validity to either of them, but I focus on on being well. And, uh, you know, those are the kinds of things that you you hear this, what you're saying about the comorbidities, okay? And you see about, you know, the, the, the level of health of the people that are having problem with this just proves you that our whole society does not care whether you're healthy. They yeah. only care when you're sick. Right. It's a focus on sickness right. rather than upon health. Right. It's a sick care model. It's not a health care system. So what was it specifically about this vaccine, though, you know, when it came out and you're like, what in the world is that? But, you know, wait, but like the whole thing with New York saying that, you know, we have to make sure that the person next to us has the vaccine. If your vaccine is so amazing, why do you care? Because if it really works the way you say it does, well, right? this is the this but, is the homeowners silly? association syndrome where we care about what's in our neighbor's yard, but we don't care about what our own yard is, <laughs> but, and we want to control them and tell them what to do. But that is absolutely insane, isn't it? To it, say like the person next to me has to have the vaccine because if it works so amazing, then it doesn't matter. Well, the problem now, Alex, also is that hindsight being 2020 as it is yeah this vaccine is not working right exactly so that's exactly so we're right. at the point it's not providing immunity number one which a vaccine is required to do right according to yeah. the fda sure. so it should never be improved with that and number two it's not pre- not preventing them from transmitting it sure so that's why fauci that's why they stepped back and they said oh now the vaccinated have to wear masks yeah well a ton of people who are vaccinated are really upset about that because they took the vaccine they because they were told they didn't yeah. have to wear a mask yeah, yeah. or 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 um, or quarantine if they were sick. Right. But isn't this a bigger issue of control, right? I mean, isn't that is that really what's at bay here? Oh, absolutely. You know, that, there, there's no doubt that you know. Let's just the homeowners association is the perfect example. <laughs> the person <laughs> that gets control of that really is is able to harass you for absolutely no sure. reason. But can you know? Can I just? 
Mm-hmm. I just want to bring up this one point is that, um, and I try and tell people this, is that when we start to let the government into our bodies, right, it's really hard to take back that control. So this might seem like a very small point when you say, oh my gosh, government, uh, we're too stupid to take care of our own health. Please help us. Give me my mix shot now and make me better. Give me that magical mix shot. Um, and maybe right now you think, oh, they need to rescue us. But what you're really saying to the government is we're too weak and stupid to figure this out for ourselves and wash our hands more frequently. But it's really hard to take back, excuse me, that control. and Their freedom. Right. So then maybe tomorrow they say, you know what? We're overpopulated and we think that we need to sterilize your children because we're overpopulated and the earth can't sustain it and we can't make enough food to sustain this. So now we have to sterilize your children. That might be the next step, right? Well, I mean, there's a that, lot of question about that I with mean, the vaccine, too. That's how too. my brain goes to that next step, and I right. don't know why. You sound like a conspiracy theorist. I, do I sound she crazy? Is. It's hard to live with her, really. <laughs> <laughs> Constantly rattling on about I know. crazy. Uh, you know, you bring these you bring these good questions oh, up. Oh, darn, how and, dare you I? Know, and people say, well, how could you say that? You know, But when you look back, and it's interesting. Because the government's so trustworthy. It's interesting you bring that up. Up about um, about the vaccine and, and like Doc and I were just talking about with what startles me about this is with this mandate push. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in 1905, I brought that up earlier. There was a court case, uh, Jacobson versus Massachusetts. Unfortunately, Jacobson lost. Hmm. Okay. It was going over the smallpox vaccine. All right. Jacobson was a preacher who did not want to get inoculated and the way they did it back then was the direct inoculation was pretty much blood to blood inoculation Mm. okay did not want to get inoculated um because he felt he was at risk of side effects him and his family Mm. and that he felt that his he had his own god-given liberty over his body Uh not to allow not to have to take it well it went to the supreme court and he lost so this is not good for us, right. okay? Because Alan Dershowitz said last year when he was interviewed that you have no right. Hmm. Now, this is coming from a constitutional law teacher at Harvard, okay? <laughs> you have no right based on this, the precedence of this, um, of this case. Wow. You have no right. And so if you don't have a right or if you don't have liberty over your body, wow. yeah. you have, do not have liberty. right. You do not have liberty. I don't care if they give you free checks and everything. You have no liberty. Yeah. No liberty right. at all. But how can we say that a woman can kill an unborn child, right? And she has autonomy over her body to do that. And she doesn't have to consult the man with whom, like, however you want to say that, right? A birthing person. Consorted with. Right. But she doesn't have to. Co-conspirator. <laughs> right. <laughs> if man, whatever she, whatever you want to call that, whoever she you know, well, I don't even know what to say. The I, father no, she, of the child. But there's no such thing as father now, right? Um, because she can't come up with the pronoun. <laughs> I know, I don't. No I don't pronoun. understand the pronouns anymore. Baby I'm so daddy. Old. <laughs> but it's not baby daddy because it can be a woman now, right? Sweet. I don't know. Really? That's, right? That's amazing. So the birthing person, I don't know. So anyway, but she doesn't have to. Whoever this is, have to consult with whoever shares fifty percent of that DNA. She can just whatever kill that unborn child and doesn't have to consult with anyone right um and she has complete autonomy that's what that's about my body my choice right right? so and um so how can you say that but then we have no control other we don't want let's say this foreign substance put in our body like if we view that the same way they're gonna say you're killing people but they are too aren't they that's the same thing she's killing people directly no she's she's getting rid of tissue but you're killing people if you're going to infect them they're going to use the, the public health argument well, the, and, but she is too. She's killing a person too. No, I know, but they're used. But she's not affecting the public. That's health. called hypocrisy, folks. Oh, of course, hypocrisy. Yeah, it is. That, like if she gets autonomy, we should too, because it's exactly the same argument. She has to consult no one, but is still killing a life inside of her. It's still a life, and it's another life. Same thing. Well, well you know, the bottom line is, is that if you're wearing a mask and it works, why are you worried about whether I have one? If your vaccine works, and you were told it was ninety something percent. Right now we know it's closer to placebo. Right? Correct. Then you start to go, hey, why am I worrying about the unvaccinated? Yeah. Right. And more specifically, um, you know, this just happened last week. You know, I love to talk to people. We were at Universal Studios here, and you know, I couldn't help but talk to a lot of people from around the country 
who were for shutdowns, but they really, really love to come to Florida <laughs> and enjoy the fact that we have freedoms and don't have to wear a mask and they can actually go about their lives. And by the way, these people are clearly not scared. They're not social distancing and they know have no trouble talking to you. But when you point out to them the fact that this isn't working, you know, that we're at 70% of our population, the adults are vaccinated. God help us if we start to push this on our children, right? Just so you know, we do have Kitty here. Uh, she lives in this studio for a while. And um, a she has not had enough attention. <sighs> yeah. But, you know, it's really simple. She goes, oh, that's just because of the unvaccinated. And I'm like, ma'am, you're, you're, you're too intelligent for this. We, we cannot see numbers in the summer with a respiratory illness to continue to go up if your vaccine is working. And the fact that it isn't working... How can you turn around and blame me because I didn't take this? You know, so this is this is the kind of division that's happening in America. And remember, united we stand and divided we fall. Right. So this 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 vaccine is really a dividing line. Sure. Um, Doc, I'm going to get back to what's yeah. in this vaccine. That's <laughs> why. What's going on here? What was what? what I know because we've talked a lot. I know that this what's in the vaccine was what caused a lot of you know, trepidation or just like radar, you know, going off yeah, here. Yeah, off. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, Kitty was jumping on us. Um, well, I go think the big, the big concern was that we go back a year ago when, um, when you know, we found out that it was gene therapy. Right. Yeah. You know, and that, you know, a vaccine by definition is is a an attenuated virus that is being... Uh, injected in with attenuated means like dead right dead disabled. dead they well they, they disable it. it's not live it's like it's not going to cause air quotation cause disease and then your body uh, but it has the genetic markers of the virus that they're trying to um inoculate you to give you some immunity to and then your body produces antibodies to that viral particle that's right. in the in, in the vaccine the problem with this vaccine is that it's um, modified uh, in the lab, geo, geo modification in the lab of uh, mRNA that's injected in, in, in a lipid nanoparticle envelope mm -hmm. that when it goes into which the body, mean, which is like a fat, it's envelope. a fat envelope, yeah. and that helps it that helps to protect it and to get it into the cell. And once the mRNA is in the cell, it instructs the cell to produce. The spike protein. Yes. Okay. Just like our natural mRNA produces the proteins in our cells. And then what happens is, is that the spike proteins are produced. Now, the problem with this, Doc, is that we don't know if it shuts off. When does it stop? When does it stop? We don't know. Um, well, they didn't know before doing this that the spike protein was actually um, a problem. <laughs> Right. Was what caused the vascular disease that uh -huh. the Salk Institute came out with um, with that study uh, a few months back that they found out that the spike protein is what's causing the vasculitis and, and the inflammation and so forth. So now these these poor people that got this vaccine are walking around with these spike proteins. All the time, whereas all the time. normally if they got it naturally, they'd have it for a period of time, and right. then it's gone. Then it's gone. Mm. But now we don't know what's the long-term ramifications of having these spike proteins in the body. And, and these spike, spike proteins would really be considered pathogens. Right. Well, right. it is a pathogen. That's, yes. that, that is, so, so now you've got pathogens all the time, not just not for a while. Exactly. Wow. And exactly. how could this be a good idea? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It'd be a good idea if if you had ulterior motives to it. Yeah. Well, what what kind of long term you know complications could happen from you know these spike proteins just being there all the time? Well, well, number one, if it does penetrate the blood brain barrier and cause neurologic symptoms. Yes. We it's, talk about prion disease that can affect the brain. You know, this is oh. this is pretty personal. I've had multiple patients in, and this this young lady was in earlier, and you know, she she realizes what happened now, but she's been to at least six to eight different doctors, and she says most of them just completely throw her out. She says she's had a couple people, you know, it's all in your head, right? Yeah. And she's had a couple doctors say, you know, she pins them down. You think this is the vaccine? A couple of them said, yeah. 
But, you know, I can't say anything different than the CDC. And she says, well, you're not going to report it. She says, no, you can report it. Right. So this is all on the people. Right. She tried to share her story on Facebook. Yeah. No, they they blocked her. Right. Yeah. And and this is the same same symptoms, by the way, that Eric Clapton was talking about with its numbness in the arms and the hands. Mm-hmm. She went to a neurologist, remained unnamed, but they agreed with her that it was clearly related and that they've seen stuff like this before. So this woman is broke down and crying in my office. Right. Yeah. Not only does it not work, but she's got, you know. As far as she knows now, she's going in for being tested by lupus, right? Oh. And um, so a, a number of these autoimmune things, they're just trying to figure out whether this is MS, right? So these are some of the words that are suddenly being thrown out at her, and she's just beside herself, right? Oh, beside well, this- <laughs> herself, but who does she turn to? Who's liable for that? Exactly. There's no liability yeah, here. Yeah, there's nothing. You know, we, we, you know, we talk about that, Doc. I mean, how do we have to practice? Exactly. You know, every person that comes in our office has to sign an informed consent. Absolutely. Right. And so here this lady is what? Is there any con- signed conformed consent? We don't even have it. Originally, they printed some out and produced some. Um, but since then, now you know, blank. there's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You, supposedly, it's verbal. <laughs> no, it's not. No, supposedly, well, can, it could be how verbal. How can they? There's... Uh, you know, Moderna. Well, uh, verbal doesn't stand up in a malpractice case. Absolutely, does it? verbal doesn't mean if it's not signed, it's it's not there. Yeah, and exactly. so they're completely getting around the whole idea of hey, this is not normal medical procedure. So this emergency <laughs> order is making all of this happen. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, go, on, go on Reddit. Look at some of their threads they have on there. There's a bunch of people on there that I think I sent to you one of their threads to where there's a lot of people on there. They're like. I got the vaccine and since one of them was like, can someone help my mother? She got the vaccine and now she can no longer walk. Yeah. There's a ton of threads like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but where people are like, I don't know, is it the vaccine? They're literally like, I don't know, is it the vaccine? You know, everybody's looking around and saying, is this in my head? And then pe- <laughs> people are well, like, yeah. I don't know what to do. Or they're like, maybe, maybe not. What do you mean, maybe not? Your mom was fine and she could walk totally fine before and now she can't after the vaccine. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, but there's also been... The deaths that have occurred yeah. within days or weeks oh, yeah. after. You know, <laughs> I mean, the, the one that came to mind was by poor Hank Aaron, Hammer and Hank. Yeah. He went out there and, and got in public and said, I'm going to take this vaccine to try to encourage the the black community to get vaccinated because of the history of vaccines and, and, yeah, and, the, and, and, and black people have a hard time yeah, the with the government and trusting the government yeah, with what happened. Blame them. Um, but, and then two weeks after he took the vaccine, he died. Oh, right. it's just a Gosh. coincidence. Well, he was in health. He was 86 years old, but he was in good health. Oh, there, well, there's a guy, there's a video where this guy, he's like, yeah, I haven't heard from my, and there's, he's shooting it on his phone. He's like, I haven't heard from my friend. He went to get the vaccine, the second vaccine. He's like, I haven't heard from him in a few days. And he's recording it. And he, so he called for a wellness check. And he's like, I'm going to go with them. So he's waiting at the door. And then they, they broke the door down for the wellness. His friend is 21-year-old guy, dead in his apartment. And he's like, and he's filming it. He's like, look, this is what happened to him. And they're like, can you please stop the, um, the police and the paramedics are there. And they're like, can you please stop filming? He's like, no, I won't. He goes, cause they need to know. Everyone needs to know. He went to take the second vaccine. He called me. He's like, he's dead in his bed by himself. He's like, how many people, how? And they're like, please stop filming. He's like, I won't. People need to know. He's like, he died by himself. He's a 21 year old man. He was my friend. Yeah. He's like, I haven't heard from him. Yeah. He's like, and this is what happened to him. And, you know, they, they pushed him out of the apartment. But he's like, no. And he's like, you know, he continues to film. And he's like, this is what happened to my friend. Wow. People need to know this. Wow. It's ridiculous. Well, just the fact that um, that with this vaccine, um, according to VAERS, uh, the VAERS system, yeah. um, there's been over 12,000 people who had died from this. And yeah, that's it's oh, almost 13 now. Almost 13. And that's yeah. and they're weeks behind. And that's only a, an estimate according to one to 10% of all the reported cases. Right. right. Yeah. How many people actually are so upset about this that they actually call Vayers? Because their doctor won't report it. The doctor should report it, yeah, I've but had, they won't. Right. I've had multiple nurses tell me that a person came in hours, like three to four hours after taking the vaccine and not survive another 12, and there's nothing on their on their entrance data. They're not taking any data about whether they got a vaccine Right mm-hmm. when they got a vaccine, because they they're, not, they're refusing to find out right. any kind of correlation. Right. Well, 
that call that we listened to, that was actually Peter McCull- Dr. Peter McCullough on the phone. Do you remember? Yes. Yeah, he, he gave him such a hard time. Um, that was, yeah, we're going to talk about Peter in a minute. Yeah, but that was the phone call that we listened to where he called the, uh, the CDC, was it? Yep. We'll have to play bits of that later. We'll do that in another episode, but it was brilliant where he actually called and confronted the um, the VAERS system saying, like, what's going on? You're, you're only saying 6,000, but there's 13,000 now. Well, one call. of the things that he brought up in that interview so was that, you know, other vaccines were pulled with 25 deaths. And yeah. we got 13,000. Well, going back to the swine flu, what was that, uh, yeah. 79 or something, 76? When that uh, they came out with the vaccine and there was only like, there was less than, I think, 40 deaths that were, that were reported and they pulled it. Right. Right. Well, even they're saying in the Philippines last year for dengue fever, there was um, their health minister, they came out with the vaccine and it killed a thousand people. Mm-hmm. And um, there was such an uproar about it that they um, ran their health minister out of town you know yeah. a thousand right yeah and like meanwhile how many is this killed right well, no issues no uh, problem you know there's with the lawsuit that the american frontline physicians put yeah. up against um you know the the department of health and human services is is that they're claiming that there's been over forty five thousand yeah, thomas wrens yeah, yeah that filed yeah in alabama that lawsuit. Yeah. Yep. well and this is what with something the whistleblower, I'm, right yep. yeah good. we want to try and get across to everybody because we work in this field and here's the, really the bottom line is if a patient came in my door and said and i told them they have cancer right and then i don't tell them anything about that right they come back okay a few months later they say yeah, doc, so uh, what are we going to do about this? Meanwhile, they have cancer, so they sold their house, they quit their job, they spent all their children's inheritance. You come back in and you tell them, well, you have stage one skin cancer. It's going to take five minutes to, feed, to freeze this off your face, and you're good to go. And, and right. that's what I'm saying. And so here we have no differential diagnosis. The core, the foundation of a doctor being a doctor is differential diagnosis. We don't treat everybody the same. We don't take the worst-case scenario. Right. and force it on an entire population and that's exactly what's happening here when i read some of those statistics back you know we talk about since this happened this is over 18 months 0.1 per seven percent of americans died that's it that's what we're talking about that's great okay so we're talking about and who died well we talked about how your at-risk level of suicide for somebody okay is 1.13 percent mm-hmm. that means that covid Okay, only beat suicide if you were over 85 years old. Wow. You see, and again, that's where Paul Rand saying, Rand Paul saying, I'll say it backwards. That's all right. <laughs> see, I told you I'd say it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> He's saying, hey, kids are more likely to be struck by lightning. While riding right? a motorcycle. And yet we have all of this stuff happening. And think about this. People came out with a new advisory for masks. Yeah, two-year-olds. But wait a minute. There wasn't one kid four years and younger that died in the whole country last year. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and these are the kinds of things. And so what I want you to understand, if you're listening to this, is they're completely ignoring all normal protocols. Mm-hmm. The emergency order, the ball has run into the road. And we must all frantically run into traffic. We could end up destroying our entire country over something like this, right? Mm-hmm. Look at the debt, yeah. the $15.5 trillion. And it's not just what we did in, you know, it's not just what we did in the stimulus package. It's how much did we spend on COVID? Yeah. And then how much tax breaks, how much loss of income because nobody made any money? A loss of business. Exactly, mm-hmm. 15.5 trillion people. I mean, trillion, million dollars. Yeah. So it's this is the kind of thing you're like, and look at the country, okay, where we're at here. Right. Mm-hmm. So this thing, this 0.17% could literally destroy us. This is what's being held over our head, right? And as if we can't have any freedoms. And our freedom is what? Well, why do I have the freedom? Because all those people died for it. They rose up against Nazism. Absolutely. They, they, they let go of tyranny when they came here, mm-hmm. right? Because why? The British government was tyrannical, mm-hmm. right? And they, they threw off that oppression, and they died mm-hmm. fighting for it. We have freedom because somebody died. You can't then turn around and say, hey, look, because people will die, 0.17% of us die, we should give all the power well, people. it's 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 not the the government's purview to prevent us from dying. Yes. Okay. 
And when you have, you know, a 99.8% chance of survival, this is not an emergency. It isn't. Right. And, and, and that's what needs to be really harped on. Yes, and you can't prescribe... Okay, chemotherapy, surgery, okay, right? Correct. And 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 a radiation therapy for somebody that has stage one skin cancer. No. You can't do that. But right. that's we got a one one person, right? right? Worst case scenario, we we treat everybody the same. Yeah. Even though we have and that's why I'm telling you, this is not normal. It doesn't make any sense. And it's enough to make any doctor that's that's obeys the Hippocratic oath. How can you recommend these things for people? Yeah. Right. And then, just like my patient said, they're afraid. They're controlled by the American Medical Association. They're controlled by the CDC, and they can be called into question. Absolutely. Very, very quickly. And doctors are not happy about it, but they're going along with it. And this is what we have to say: this emergency order is not real. It's not an emergency. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's what we covered in some of the first shows. That you know, this is not statistically different. Than the flu or pneumonia, right? right. But, but at some point, do you do you see things? Hmm, methinks there's something else going on. An alternative agenda. Huh, I wonder what that could <laughs> Probably. be. Probably. So, what do you think we can do? You know, just if you're the average person listening to this, I want to cut down on my risks. What do you? What can we do to prevent? You know, or, or do better when we catch COVID. When we catch it, or or as just far as prevent prevention, it, or, or as far as pre- just well, get prevention. Prevention is number one, take off the mask. Right. Um, yeah. You don't want to, because lowering your, your blood oxygen levels and increasing your carbon dioxide levels and is going to compromise your immune system. It's going to cause a cortisol release uh, from your adrenal glands. It's also going to compromise your immune system. You know, if you keep that on for very long, you're just breathing in what, you know, most people have the same mask every day for weeks. Wait, disgusting. That, that dirty t-shirt mask is not cutting it? Yeah, <laughs> no. What? Yeah, I just don't get it. And then, and then the other thing is, um, is get outside, get outside. It's, it, you know, go get some fresh air, get some exercise. Exercise will boost your immune system. It helps your brain. Um, I've been telling patients this How the whole time. I think anxiety affects. <laughs> oh, it's it, that's the whole thing. Everything the CDC recommended with this whole shutdown. We were talking before. What what was the suspicious? We didn't cover that. Yeah, the vaccine was was suspicious, and the mandates are suspicious, and the mass mandates. But what's we've never quarantined healthy people before. Absolutely, they shut down society. They shut yeah. down gyms. They told you to stay inside, <laughs> watch Netflix, eat bonbons. Oh my god! You know everything they yep. recommended was to depress the immune system. The anxiety they created, um, the the how that affects the body, how it suppresses your immune response. I I just been trying to encourage patients to get outside walk you don't need to wear a mask outside get outside walk <laughs> breathe wait say that again you don't need to wear what a about, mask outside yes what folks. about in your car all by yourself oh my gosh oh i, I saw the favorite. funniest my the favorite. funniest meme was was kermit the frog <laughs> and with a mask on and it said in driving a car oh, I love and it that says one. if i see you where doing this I just assume you're trying not to lick the window. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's, really, what's the purpose? Uh, oh. but, but the sad thing is, but, you know, we can sit there and laugh about it, but it's really so sad. Funny. It's really sad, and it goes back to what, so we, what I opened up with, weird. the submission. Uh, These people are brainwashed. Well, it's like they're JP. Submissed, they're, they're, and and they're, they're brainwashed into submission, thinking they're, they're protecting themselves. <laughs> but like you're in your car. I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times. Or I would see somebody on a bike, like nobody around for miles with a mask on. What are you, what are you doing? What's going on? It's like JP, that spiritual awakening with JP. He's like, <laughs> sometimes I just like to wear a condom in case I have sex. Like, you know what I mean? It's the same thing. Crazy. <laughs> you know, Crazy. Like, there's no prospect, but I'm just going to sit here with a condom on. You know what I mean? It's the same thing, guys. It's like uh, it's, not going to happen, but just wander around with one on. But you know, know. It, but it's but it's just it's just very very sad. And the other thing is that to Kev, you asked that. Well, supplementation. I mean, we know there are hundreds and hundreds of studies since this pandemic started on vitamin D. Yeah, and it virtually everyone who had a terrible effect to this virus ended up in the hospital or died were vitamin D deficient. Mm-hmm. 
meaning they were less than 20 nanomoles of vitamin D levels, right? No, I heard that um, generally if you're low vitamin D, it's generally genetic, right? Like it runs, because I know that I am, I'm low vitamin D. And uh, they, you know, they're like, so most likely the boys are too. So we tend to take a lot of vitamin D. Is that well, true? we know that sunlight Mm-hmm. helps produce yeah. vitamin D and it's a, the vitamin the, the yeah. processor there but unfortunately for the last 20 years they've been spraying stuff in the blocking the sunlight mm. they tell people to put all this stuff on your arms and and you know sunscreen to protect yourself from right. skin cancer but you're blocking the benefit of the vitamin D production okay okay so people don't go outside as much they're afraid of the sun so let's just assume and then also Darker brown and black people need twice as much sunlight oh, to produce okay. vitamin D. I didn't know that. Um, one of the concerns was about Anderson Silva when he got his leg bro- broke when he kicked um, uh, in his mixed martial arts fight a couple of years back. Uh-huh. They wonder why why was he why was he um, what happened there? You know, he's an athlete and so yeah. forth. But he had very, very fragile bone density, and it could have been huh. related to his vitamin D. Vitamin D is important for your immune system, right. for bone density, and so on and so forth. So vitamin D supplementation, $10,000, $10,000, 10,000 units um, um, a, a day, okay? okay. Yeah. Vitamin C, you know, just you can use that, you know, maintenance dose of like 1,000 milligrams a day. Yeah. But if you do get COVID... Um, according to a lot of what I've read, they mm-hmm. say you should do six to ten thousand units, um, milligrams of vitamin C a day. Okay. To try to help your immune system, and you're only doing it for that period of time, like for five days, whatever you have. Okay. There, okay. Uh, zinc, fifty milligrams a day. Selenium, two hundred milligrams. I have, micrograms. I okay. So these are all things that we can do. Melatonin's also been shown mm-hmm. to help. You know, we should put this uh, the, a list. That's on why we have Dr. Episode. Dennis on. Yeah, we, but we should, we should put a list for this episode um, of all that information because that's really helpful mm-hmm. for people, you know. So um, let me... Uh, and alter- like also, were you guys going to talk about um, the treatments? Yes. Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, we'll go ahead and bring up uh, Peter McCullough. Oh, Am he I said it that? right. Peter McCullough. Very good. You, you should have heard him before the episode. We, right, Dr. Dennis? We're like, Let me spell this. How many, what, what were you calling? We're like, now, dude. He does actually still have some stuff on YouTube, um, and it's Peter, and the McCulloch is... Uh, McCullough. McCullough, M-C-U-L-L-O-U-G-H. He still has a few on YouTube. He's got a lot. They've been difficult to block him because he's, he's probably the most... You know, recognized authority in in the country in a lot of ways. So um, heavy credentials. He really is, and yeah, so it's Texas. it's very Texas. difficult to to talk about. He has brought up how no one has focused on treating the people that have COVID before they get to the hospital. He basically says there's lots of things he says. Let me sum up a few things. First of all, he says shum it up, Kevin. Shum it up. up. I'm gonna shum him <laughs> up. Up up up. You know, and this is troubling, whether you, you know, to me, the emergency order was done by Trump, and that's on him. Yep. And it's still in effect. Yep. Second thing is, he allowed, there goes the cat right across my computer. Um, He absolutely could have formed a task force. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. Instead of allowing Fauci. Yeah. Okay? One doctor. I mean, here you got one of the the best-ranked doctors in the world going, hey, listen, where where was the committee of the best doctors in the world, okay, in America, looking at this and making recommendations based upon dialogue, instead of one man's one man's view? And then there's a complete blockage of any. I mean, people are led to believe there is absolutely no treatment for this, even though other countries are doing better than we are doing. And we have to be kept in the dark as if no one else in the world is struggling with the COVID narrative. Okay. So not only have they silenced all of them, but all these, you know, alternative treatments, the monoclonal antibodies, right? The hydroxychloroquine. hydroxychloroquine. Exactly. Mm -hmm. He mentions quite a few on this. So he literally blew up because he was the first guy that came out and talked about some of these things. And again, he, he reiterates how vaccinated people, okay, are not the ones um, who, I'm sorry, the unvaccinated people have no risk of getting reinfected, that, that they have 
sustainable, complete, and durable natural immunity, right? And so he also mentioned a study in Texas saying that, hey, Texas was probably at 80% of, of natural herd immunity. And that's, again, through natural immunity. Um, he also took on the idea that somehow asymptomatic people are spreading this. He says there's a British and a Chinese study that says there's no such thing as an asymptomatic spreader of this disease. And so even Fauci admitted in that, if you go back and listen to the quote we had from the last one, that when he did the nasal titers, he says, when he says there's an outbreak, he's talking about that they're symptomatic. So when they did the nasal titers on the symptomatic versus the um, symptomatic vaccinated versus the unvaccinated, it's the same. By the way, that's also admitting that it doesn't work, right? Why did he come out and say that? We'll talk about that in a minute. But he also mentioned a study in Texas that was using some of these alternative pre-hospital treatments. Mm -hmm. And he said his statement was that 85% of the deaths in America could have been prevented mm -hmm. if they would have allowed these doctors to have a dialogue. And here he is just talking about things that work, and he's been taken off of YouTube and Facebook. One of the top top doctors in the country doesn't have any, any avenue to actually share this information with a population that's dying. So that's Dr. Peter McCulloch. And McCullough. Um, McCullough. See, I potato. went right back to it. Potato, potato. potato. McCulloch. Have you McCulloch. ever heard him say his name, really? Yes, I have. Darn it. <laughs> well, I think that's interesting that you bring that up, Doc, because you, they, they don't promote um, any therapy during the first infection. Like, right, Alex, when you got infected, did they, what did they oh, no, give you nothing. for... Nothing. They actually, you know, when you go in, I love when they, they talk about, oh, we've gotten better at treating it. They actually have zero protocols, folks. When you go to the hospital, nothing. Nothing. No, nothing. Their, Their protocols lie there and die. Exactly. That's <laughs> oh, exactly wait, let's what put you doing. on a respirator, and then you have a 12% chance of surviving. But well, we that's, and you, and you also brought that up earlier. What got us suspicious about this? Oh, you're paying hospitals $13,000 for a COVID diagnosis. And you're 30, paying them $40,000 yeah. if you put them on a respirator. And only 12% survived, so that's a really successful that's action. That's kind of crazy, folks. And later I mean, we found out that if they were on a respirator and you gave them hydroxychloroquine and was it azithromycin? Azithromycin and zinc. Yes, and zinc, you put all three of those together, they had a 200% increase in, in survivability. So all those things that you know you weren't allowed to put on Facebook end up finding out, yeah, they could have helped people. Yeah, there's all kinds of uh, treatments now, but um, you guys were saying something about the monoclonal antibodies in the treatments. Um, you know, Paul Rand has been saying those. Rand Paul. Yeah, did you want to mention <laughs> Paul, like, yeah, Paul, Paul. treatment places? Where are they at <laughs> well, now? Well, I think they have some in Florida here, right? Yes. The, the, I guess the, is it the... Uh, What's it, Regeneron is what he's pushing? Uh, oh, Dr. Yeah. Uh, Governor DeSantis? Really, I haven't oh, really yeah. looked at all that yet, but yeah. DeSantis is the one who's forming that because again, we have a complete suppression of alternative care. Right. It's not. See, the problem I have with that, and I, I, I appreciate Governor DeSantis on a lot of points, but why aren't you also promoting ivermectin? Yes. Hydroxychloroquine, which are cheap alternatives. Yes. Oh, so now they have this emergency use authorized Regeneron mm. that the drug companies spent a lot of money. Getting out, so now they got to make their money back. I mean, I, I have a problem with that. I'm sorry if I sound suspicious. No, no. When you have other countries treating this with hydroxychloroquine, zinc, or ivermectin, right. and some of the other uh, nutritional uh, protocols I spoke of earlier, so you know we need to you know to use our sense here and be and discern what's going on. Well, and that's why I go back to Dr. Peter McCulloch because. You know, his stuff that he's doing there is really was the only stuff available around the whole world. Yeah. And that's why people were using it. And again, there's a complete blockage. Why? Because a successful drug is a drug you have to stay on all the time. Now, speaking of that, last week we heard from Dr. David Bauer. And honestly, it was riveting testimony because mm -hmm. here he is saying, you know, that when we see the first dose that people take of the Pfizer vaccine, okay, he says, that we see their neutralizing antibodies. And he calls these antibodies the gold standards. These are the ones you really, really, really want, right? But then when you take the second jab, now all of a sudden these 
gold standard antibodies go down five to six fold, right? And this is why then he comes up with what's his solution. Let me get this straight. So the, the antibodies, the immunity that I really, really, really want goes down after my first jab. And then after I take my second jab, it goes down five to six times mm -hmm. of what normal. And his solution was, that's why you need a booster. Now, I'm lost. Because yeah. your, your body yeah. naturally has those in it to fight a, a virus in it. So why would, I mean, have taking the vaccine, it seems counterproductive. Right. Right, because then you're destroying what you naturally have to fight the virus, right? Well, isn't that proof, Doc, that the vaccine's not working? At the minute you come out with a booster, you are admitting that it doesn't work, right? And here's Fauci saying, hey, the nasal titers are the same. Mm -hmm. So here you have people wondering whether, you know, this is working or not. Well, A, 70% of adults vaccinated and the numbers going up, that automatically tells you. You have the CDC director. Right. Okay, just Rachel Linsky, yeah. She just had, we'll, we'll maybe play that one next time. Okay. But, um, you know, she directly comes right out and says, yes, you can catch it and spread it. I mean, yeah, yeah I've Tuesday. been wrong about everything I've told you for a long time. Um, where's the outrage? Right. Well, last, tu right. Wow. last Tuesday she came out. And this, this because none of the news media covered it. They didn't it. cover it. No, because on Monday, she, you know, they, they had a recommendation. And on Tuesday, she came out on the news and said, yeah, we were wrong. Um, what we came out with on Monday is entirely wrong. People that are vaccinated catch and spread Delta the same as anyone else. And uh, really frustrating. I was like, where's the outrage? Where's the, we don't want those filthy vaccinated people spreading the germs. They should be shunned. They should be put on an island. Or the, yes, this is an IQ test. Right. <laughs> I and I and yet they're well, shunning it, us. But what was the doctor's name who, who talked spoke about the, the variants being produced from the mass vaccination that, that we were talking about earlier? Uh, well, that's all who you talk to, of course, because some people Denmark, were literally... The guy from Denmark. Oh, the guy. Oh, yeah. Doctor, was it Pollard um, who was saying that, yeah, their only hope now at this point, um, Iceland, that's right, um, in Oxford News, um, he was saying that their only hope at this point um, in Iceland is everyone just catch it naturally because her, that's the only way he feels like that they're going to get to herd immunity because all the vaccinated are spreading uh, the Delta variant. So. Well, I, I love the way that they um, they altered the definition for herd immunity. <laughs> you know, herd immunity has, had nothing to do with vaccination. Absolutely. Okay. Right. It had to do with the natural immunity that right. is that, that occurs when a virus goes through the herd. Uh, but now it or if you're vaccinated. Well, not yeah. quite. Right. Yeah. Um, and frankly, I, I don't like being called a herd. <laughs> <laughs> don't call me a cow well doc where where are we on time well i guess we are kind of out of time uh so i think we're gonna have to have dr dennis on again obviously because uh, we didn't get close to finishing probably yeah <laughs> and uh so doc you up for that sure all right doc um what would you say i mean obviously we've been talking about all of these difficult concerning immediate things deception we've been talking about what satan is doing but um what do you think God is telling us in our spirit right now? Well, I think one scripture that really comes to mind um, is in Jeremiah. Uh, my brother and I talk about this scripture. Jeremiah 17.5 reads that, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is a man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. Then if you go down to Jeremiah 17.7, it says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters who spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green. I think Amen. what we need to focus on as Christians is that we really need to keep our eye on Jesus. God is doing something. Yes. Well, he's he's in control Always. all the time, and uh, we need to press into the Lord at this time and keep our faith strong. You know, it's just like you're saying. This is a this is a trust issue. They are creating fear, and they want you to trust their solution. But honestly, look around, folks. This is everything they're telling us is not working. They That's don't right. know what they're doing. If I told you 
that you have an option. You can take your God-given RNA and you can keep it, or you can trust some scientist that was rushed to judgment mm -hmm. to overwrite your RNA, to tell your body what proteins it should make. Who do you think, who are you going to trust with your genetic material? This is a real question, and people are not being told that. They're being told that this is a vaccine when it's not. Mm -hmm. And so if you trust in the Lord and that this body he gave you is his temple, yeah. his yep. temple yep. of the Holy Spirit, our fate is in the hands of God. It doesn't matter what COVID is. God already has spoken our identity, and he has spoken our future about where we will be. And this is, this is the matter of trust that we have in our lifetime. And that's what I encourage people to do, to trust in the Lord and do not trust in man and that alone will give you a lot of comfort and it'll it'll guide you through that that's right and just remember that that person next to you even if they're angry they are operating out of a spirit of fear right but they are still a human being right? yes uh, just to remember that you don't have to have fear right they reach can, out right? touch that's, them that's right Tell just, them you're not afraid. Right. I'm not afraid. That's, that's right. Not even of them. Just remember that, that that place that they're operating out of, you don't have to operate in that place of fear. Yep. Right? Amen. Amen to that. You pray for them. Yeah, that's right. It's like, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Isaiah 41.10. Amen. Yes. Amen. So God bless you guys. Yes. We pray that you come back and join us. Right. We're going to have Pastor Rob back here next One episode. Day. No, just and kidding. <laughs> I'm hoping we're going to plan Dr. Dennis maybe the week after Most that. Definitely. Yes. So, uh, But God bless you guys, and That's we right. love you. And remember, God is here. Focus on what he is doing, That's right. and do not let Satan win. That's Amen. Right. Amen. And please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, share this with someone you know. Right, and Kevin, do you want to talk about soil ministries really soil quickly? Soil ministries. Yes, please We check it are out. trying to help people in Honduras. And, you know, when you start to think about the people around the world yeah. and give yourself some perspective, think about the people in Afghanistan right now. We have oh, yeah. 84,000 people that need to be gotten out of there yes. that are being abandoned by our government. And, uh, and uh, Honduras is, in our case, is the second poorest in our hemisphere. And it's just, for whatever reason, my opportunities, my contacts, Honduras is the place that God has called us to try and champion to America and uh, to get America to wake up and, and be the light on the shining hill that God created us to be to the whole world. So I hope you'll check that out. Again, soilministries.org. That's right. And again, if you're wondering where some of the content is for our articles, um, look at allpropastors.org. And uh, so that's a great website, not only to just connect churches together, but to get pastors meeting one-on-one -on -one and with each other. If we could get pastors to love each other the way that God tells us we're supposed to love each other, then the gospel people would really believe it. People would start to believe that really Jesus did love them if they're pastors, if they saw pastors of different faiths really loving on each other. So God bless you guys, and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.